When you first push in the clutch, that's the moment. That's when you really notice it. Just how different it feels. Uh, unreal. Whoa. It's like having gold. Told you you'd be impressed, didn't I? No, it goes way beyond that. This blows me away. How'd you manage to get a hold of something like this? I just can't believe you got this for the 8.6. That's amazing. Yeah, me either. Haven't felt this excited in a while. You can leave it up to me to never fail or cease to switch it up. I'm still smoking plenty blunts. Some say it's too many plus. Go catch me out here eating lunch. Then after that, go see me hunt. Pull up S13 and pop my hood and let my trunk thump. Riding through the hood, I bump the thump. The trunk will shake you up. Pull up to the party spark. The girl see me and save a spot. She know I know what I want. She wondering if she the one. My energy is for the hustle She said she could deal with that But she still want it from the back I might slide that wacky pack Like Sonic then be out of that Pull up smoking jumping jacks The smell of that will lay you back She drink just like Leahy But I'm Ricky when I smoke a sack Pull off with them handles Man 240 slide up to the pack K.A. no S.R. you bitch Watch I make these niggas mad He pull off he looking sad Switch back to me I feel my glass Clowns can't get down with us No rapper can't come damage us He come with that tricky shit We quick and first to handle it I can't give a fuck for shit It's hollow squad or nothing You bitch Who, nigga? Almost seems too good to waste On a kid like Takami, doesn't it? Well, when are you gonna put it in there? We'll see A better engine isn't automatically Gonna make the car a better machine Fucking blockhead degenerates. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Block is Hot podcast. You're just finishing to some Akina Speedstar by a Javier Wolf. And for those of you that are tuning in for the very first time, let me go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Famous Amos, aka the unidentified black male, aka Mr. Unidentified for all you fancy folks. A.K.A. He went that way. A.K.A. Your mother's last mistake. And last but not least, Billy Boar Dizzo. And joining us in the Zoom meeting and recording remotely is... Oh, I I'm not mute anymore? What? <laughs> I'm not new. Okay, what's good, everybody? It's Tim Redhose. And what's up? That was an awkward ass intro. I think you might but I'm back a little bit. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Is that, is that fine? Is that better? Yeah, you were spiking for a little bit. Okay. Yo, what's up, bitches? It's Tim Redhose. You already know it's Tim the Hoon, aka Young Plato Got Stacks, aka. Uh, Hoonius Ferg, aka your mother's favorite brother, aka 
clean comedy brother number two and of course your favorite aka young timothy bust nuts what's good fam god damn the horns were going off no horns? You got horns? Yeah, I heard, we got I heard horns. horns. You got some horns? I yeah. horns? Okay, okay. You can hear the horns. Yo, how, have you listened to that album? What that, album? Javier, that Javier Wolf album? To be honest, I only, I, I've only listened to that one track. Bro, it all had, it has uh, nothing but an initial D like samples throughout the whole album. Ooh, then that's definitely going to be one for the car ride playlist. Bro, it's one of those things where like I, I, I accidentally found that song. And like after that, I was like, "Yo, it's a rap." Especially when he did drop that line, like "K fuck a answer." I was like, Damn. "Oh, he's, he's with the shits." When he said that, I was like, "Oh, he he's actually about cars." Oh yeah, yeah. That's he, why I was like, All right, "I fuck." With him. Yeah, he knows. He, one of those PBRs. I don't have any. I don't have any beer on me, but I did. I did eat a. I did eat one of these. For anyone that's interested, they're called Sour Belts Cannabis Infused Blueberry. Holy Apparently, shit. there's 350 milligrams of THC in each one of them. God damn. Uh, I mean, that's not, not a lot compared to how it used to be, but that's pretty strong yeah. for, you know, 2020 standards. Yeah, I, I had one the other day and I ate it before, like 45 minutes before I started. No, I ate it and then 45 minutes later while I was driving, I forgot that I ate an edible and I start freaking out like, why the fuck is my body feeling like this? And I almost had a panic attack while driving and then I was like, oh wait, I'm just really high. Yeah. I, I got to my destination safely after that. Well, I, I don't condone in, you know, drinking and driving or, you know, driving super, super faded. But, you know, sometimes it is what it is. <laughs> sometimes you got places to go, shit. Places to go, crack to smoke, chocolate to eat. Lots of crack to smoke, mm -hmm. especially here in Pomona. Speaking of crack to smoke, I've seen you getting back out there on the comedy circuit. Let, let's, uh... So the viewers kind of, or listeners, I would say, maybe soon to be viewers, seeing that we're now posting up content on uh, on the YouTubes with a video. Uh, go ahead and break down what the comedy scene's been like. Uh, just really quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. You said, now that we're on the subject of smoking crack and then you mentioned comedy, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, uh, if there was a comedian who was smoking crack and was very, very funny no one would jam it would shame him you know i feel like a little bit of copious amounts of drugs go hand in hand with comedy yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong i, I just said like you do crack, any... but you know i mean i'm pretty sure you've met a comedian <laughs> who's done crack one one or two I cracks I've, I think I've met some comedians that were on crack as they're on stage. Like, it, it, there's one time one black dude was up there. He's going, white powder, white powder, white powder. <laughs> and I was like, know what? I can't be mad because I like white powder too. So, well, yeah, dude, the um, comedy scene, uh, I'm not going to say it's back. And there's definitely, it's mixed right now because there's a little bit of uh, respect going around because people are like oh man you're getting out there you're doing the thing like that's cool but then on the other side there's 
the social distance warriors out there that are like, oh my God, I can't believe you're fucking doing this. You're going to get everybody sick. You're going to kill the entire planet. What about your mom and dad? And I'm like, yo, I fucking live in a room by myself. I'm not around anybody at any point. And then like, it's one of those things where honestly, like if you're going to a comedy show, you're an adult. And as an adult, I would expect you to know whether you're in an okay condition to go out and be with public people so like basically what i'm saying is if you're sick stay the fuck home if you're scared of getting sick stay the fuck home you don't need to go out only people who are with the shits like yo we're going out like the zoom mics aren't enough for us we like practicing on our bits in front of people and of course at these spots there is like there is an amount of social distancing. Some places more so than others. Some places less so than others. Well, but like everybody's kind of like it's a mature uh, decision that everybody's been making. Well, my my question to you is then: Have you been hearing, you know, about the people that are just refusing to wear masks? You know, and I, I'm not going to say you know conform to the norm, but you know more so they aren't taking, uh, you know, pre. I forget them. The words escaping me right now, but they're not even taking steps to just preemptive steps just to, to be safe. Like I, I saw this meme and I tweeted it the other day. Those of you that follow the box hot podcast on Twitter, um, wearing a mask to prevent illness is like wearing underwear in the hopes that people won't smell your farts. <laughs> and that spoke so much to me. I was just like, Holy uh... fuck. Like, that is a hold on one second well i do feel like that's a real thing i'm recording a podcast right now i'll talk to you later but um i do feel like that is a real thing though as far as like because i think there has been research that came out with that the masks don't really do shit well, no, it is. It's basically it's it's for the people that are already sick to not mm -hmm. spread, you know, their flu, their you know, germs. You know, it's mainly to keep it in. But I, I think it's more of a mindset to kind of show that we're all in there together in solidarity. Like I know that me wearing a mask isn't going to prevent me from getting sick, but it's kind of just showing like, yo, I get it. There's people that are immune, uh, you know, immune system compromised. There's people that do have families and babies, and you know, just to show that I, yo, I, I'm with you on this. Like, you know, I want everyone to be healthy. I'll wear a mask in public. You know, as far not outside, like if I'm walking in the street or like driving in my car. But if I'm going into a public building, yeah, I put a mask on. You know, mm -hmm. I got no issues with that. Um, have you uh, have you heard about F uh, Florida Felicia? Huh? Florida Who? Felicia. That's Florida. 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 Florida Felicia. Florida Felicia. No. All right. Let me let me know if you hear this audio. It literally is killing people, and my the people we the people are waking up, and we know what citizens really. arrest is because citizens really. arrest are already happening. Okay, and every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested, and you, doctor, are going to be arrested for crimes against no, humanity. Really every single right, well, one of you <laughs> have a smirk behind that right, little so. mask, but every single so basically, you have people that are standing up, you know, and inside you know the city hall all that shit 
And basically they're going off saying how like this whole mass thing is just a way to kind of militarize the people and keep them in lock and step and things like that, which I can kind of get behind as far as the conspiracy. Mm -hmm. But the only mm -hmm. thing that I heard from Felicia, Florida or Florida Felicia that actually did kind of have something that resonated was when she brought up the social distancing of six feet because apparently six feet is a good range to where you can't fuck up facial recognition. So explain well if, if we've been putting up a lot of cameras and 5g tech and all that stuff and facial recognition is going to be a part of the norm apparently when you have a six feet you know proximity uh, it, it makes it easier for the cameras to pick up on your face interesting i can believe that and everyone right now is being trained to have six feet worth of space you know around them like at all times you know six feet, yeah six feet it's the magic word so it, you know people don't realize it that they are going to be opening up themselves to facial recognition like you'd be safer from mm. facial recognition probably if you're in a group of people you know which they're trying to interesting prevent. i know it's it's something crazy when i heard it, i was like hmm that actually uh that might make a little bit of sense yeah, it, it's it's so crazy, but like at the same time, it does make sense as far as like that kind of technology goes. I mean, of course, it means nothing right now because everybody's wearing face masks. But once this shit goes away, well, actually, then again, there's all those filters that like Snapchat uses. That I mean, even if you are wearing a face mask, facial recognition could probably already spot you anyway. I, I would think that there's no way we're going to bypass facial recognition if anything we're doing it right now just by wearing masks and if that becomes a part mm. of our reality they're gonna have mm. to look for other ways to facially recognize people now what i would say that it could be a potential um i guess deterrent is more so that surveillance system is starting to come into play like i don't know um you have an android but i just recently mm. updated my um my cell phone and when you go into your privacy and then you go click on health, there is a COVID-19 exposure logging. Now, granted, it's turned off by default, but we know that they can turn that on at any point, you know, and just have it be a part of the software, you know, so it can track where you've been going. If you've been in areas of high exposure to COVID and, you know, Granted, it could be done under the guise of this will keep you safe because by having your phone yeah. having this, you know, the system on, you'll know, hey, you went to a place that has high COVID cases. Maybe you should get tested or maybe you should kind of start to isolate yourself, you know, or if you start feeling sick, mm -hmm. you can tra uh, track it back to where you were, you know. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's, it's slowly being pushed in and we're getting indoctrinated yeah. into this new way of life. Like. I mean, we're old enough to remember life before 9-11 and before, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the SARS, not SARS, um, what was it? Anthrax scare? Like, remember the whole like, yeah. like anthrax yeah. and candy and all that shit? Like, we were around to remember life before that and then life after that. And you know what? Now exactly. we're, we're going to be logging that same thing with this COVID-19 business, you know, life mm -hmm. pre-COVID. There's the funny thing about this whole COVID thing that um, I was actually reading on is that they're saying that they need more black people to uh, get tested because apparently we're not going in and getting tested because, I mean, a lot of us, we don't remember, but we've heard stories about the whole Tuskegee experiments and how, I mean, it was supposed to be simple checkups. And the next thing we know, like a big black population has syphilis 
because they fucking injected that shit into them. Well, a, hu- a huge so, like, part of our history is being skeptical of doctors, and, you know, in any type of establishment, yeah. you know, that's just the black community as a, as a whole, you know, like, uh, what was that joke, uh, Chris Rock? Oh, just rub some tussin on it, you know, like, whatever you do <laughs> to get away, we'll do any type of home remedy, we'll do herbal shit. The only thing we don't fuck around with is when it comes down to, like, cancer and shit involving your balls. That's the only time we're yeah. the doctor. <laughs> well, it's funny that, like, even with that, it's like, think about who, like, they ended up taking. Well, I shouldn't say they ended up. Well, somebody, t- he ended up getting taken out. They took out Nipsey Hussle, who was doing the whole Dr. CB shit, which, like, would be a perfect time to be hearing that kind of message right now. But they already, like, oh, got shit. that shit removed and, like, out of but like with all that, I feel the like blockheads that are out there just wanted to make sure I had to grab my copy. You know, this is an actual original copy. Oh, this is the revised. So this is the second one. I have the other one in the other room. But for y'all to see, damn. I gotta turn this fucking like little screen off. Yeah, that shit. That shit doesn't have like good. Just my uh, room is messy right now. Yeah, your room is very messy. My room is messy. I just like throw a blanket on top of shit <laughs> that's all you like you know it's like doing laundry and shit and i said fuck it i'll throw it on the bed but how to eat to live by elijah muhammad i highly recommend everybody read it um but of course read it with a grain of salt there is a lot of anti-semitic shit in there just to be completely honest like it, it talks <laughs> i'm just saying like and it, it hates it talks a lot of shit on christians too and i'm a christian myself Yo. but the content and the 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 message of how how to eat to live is something that we should all eat. Uh, we should all read, especially the. Black I believe community. that just because just because somebody has views that are widely just like um, uh, disconnected from what you believe in doesn't mean that they're not pushing out good info in other cases. You know what I mean? Like, yo, if maybe you hate black people or whatever, but maybe you really know about cars. Well, I have good information on that. Well, imagine also in this kind of sense, like um, a lot of the diet that we have is based on more so the Caucasian diet of the people, you know, born in the Caucasus Mountains and all that, mm-hmm. you know, and whether or not people want to realize it, even though we're all the same, we're different, you know, um, black course. people aren't the same as far as our diets that are as healthy as someone that grew up in the Amazon or so, um, yeah, let's just use that for example. Someone that grew up in the rainforest versus someone who grew up in a colder climate like Sweden, their bodies aren't going to be processing food the same way given where they live. So mm-hmm. imagine all the foods that we've been growing up, we've grown up eating that are actually bad for us. Like black eyed mm-hmm. peas are bad for us, collard greens are actually bad for us, kale is bad for us. Not you know, the collard greens. Yeah, a lot of sweet potatoes are bad for us. You know, like almost everything in the black diet is bad for us. And that's why that boondocks made that episode, the itis, because he was mm-hmm. right. You know, like a lot of this was survival foods, but we've never been educated yeah. on how to eat to live. And it was pushed onto us. Yeah. And, you know, we're a conspiracy channel, you know, just so if we believe that there's a higher tier or a higher class of elite people that run this bitch and they hate us and we believe that, you know, some of them really don't like black people. You think they would give us food to eat that's going to help us live a longer life? (laughs) Nah, they're probably eat this bullshit. Of course, you're going to cook it up and make it fire. That's why we love these foods. Mm. But at the end of the day, is it causing our digestive system to work harder than it should? Which then you mean, know, causes the shortest life. You know what's crazy? 
now now every time i eat fried chicken i get explosive diarrhea yep dude i love fried food in general but it yeah yeah exactly fried food in general fucks my stomach up i love that shit though but i i do believe that if something makes you shit like that after you eat it probably shouldn't be eating it because it's like think about your body is trying to uh to get it out as quick as possible (laughs) it doesn't even break it down completely it just says and blows it out your asshole and then you're just stuck with a bunch of mud but yeah and then a chafed and itchy ass crack that's like advice to anybody out there like yo fucking get real with yourself if you have diarrhea after you eat probably change up your diet just a little dude i've i've been on uh on the one meal a day basically diet like where i have one big meal and then at the most i might have some snacks yeah, maybe you break? but nah it's just um <laughs> i've on that book eat to live he even says like you yeah. only need one meal a day and then he was saying like it's like the only times you really need to eat two meals a day is if you're doing something like physical labor or something and then he he wrote if you work at a desk job or in an office shoot you can eat once every other day you don't need to be eating all that you like you're not your body doesn't need and i thought about it's like you're right like me just being at a desk 24 7 like i come home to a desk i go to a desk in the office to work like i'm constantly sitting down like mm-hmm. I really don't need to eat and take in that much calories and really have that extra energy. Like I'll realize in the morning I'll have, I'll drink so much coffee and I'll be jittery. And it's like, well, I'm jittery cause I'm not moving. I'm just sitting here typing on the computer. Yeah. How many, how many cups of coffee are you drinking? Like four. God damn, like bro. Four, like that's four cups of coffee before 10 o'clock. And then I put on the, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know how you're able to deal with that. That shit would fuck me up. Honestly, it's the fact that I ride bikes. Like after work, I ride my bike, just do a couple of laps, like six miles around the uh, around right. the block, and that gets the the energy out. But nah, dude, I, I gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel it. I feel like that's another big important thing is just staying active in general. That's the one of the most important things that you can do for your body because, as they say, a body that stays in motion. Oh wait, I said that wrong. But essentially, a bike that stays in motion stays in motion. Speaking of which, I've been riding a new bike. What'd you get? A Riley. A what? Riley. Riley. A Raleigh. Wait, you got a Raleigh? Oh, you got a geared bike? Yeah, it's geared. Ah, uh, an old school bike with do you have down uh do you have down tube levers to shift or do you have uh, levers on your actual front? Down tube. Ah, oh, you fucking little bitch! What are you, Lawrence? Now, fucking old Lamb what? got himself a Lamb got himself a road bike not too long ago, and I think he's like a really? something with an M, but um, he has a uh, down tube shifter. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Raleigh's a good brand, you know, it's old school and vintage, but I'll still oh, yeah, your ass on my fucking bike. Uh, I don't know. This one mobs. It mobs pretty hard. It mobs really fucking hard. Probably, I was surprised. Probably. It took. Uh, to be honest, it took me a little while to figure it out though, because I wasn't used to how like the shifters work. You have to like, like be in the right tension and shit. Yeah, it's that's yeah. It's, it's like driving a manual car. You know, you got to learn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Actually, like figuring out where, where you have to go for each each one of the gears it's it's pretty awesome though it rides really smooth I, I i really like it i increased my gear ratio from a 46 to a 49 uh-huh. and those little three extra teeth i was dipping me and dom went, went on a ride on monday to the clinic smoked his ass it, it was you know it was bad 
but I wasn't. Even, <laughs> it's not like I was actively trying to ride hard. It's just you know uh -huh. you just you're you're cruising. So uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I love about it too. Like once you pick up and then you get once you get the momentum going. I even got like a. On the pedals, they're like they're not clip-ons, but they're covers. So oh, like you uh, slip your foot in. The you have like the I'm able toe to clips. Yeah, exactly toe clips. So like I'm able to push and pull at the same time. So you oh my get god! It now. Like, like you get what I was saying about like when you have foot retention, like you you yeah. feel the muscle that you're pulling up on. Like so, dude, you got to go on one of those long rides now with me and Dom, so that you can coast with your bitch ass. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to work work up. To. I, I need to I need to strengthen up the Gooch area again. It's funny because fucking old G Whip just added me on Strava not too long ago. I think it was like yesterday. Really? Yeah. I actually, I the dope peddlers, the dope peddlers are being formed. Fucking <laughs> dope smokers. No, 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 no. That they already have a group. <laughs> we are the dope yeah. peddlers. Oh shit! I, I actually, I actually want to do this thing where um, I want to get comedians on bikes. Maybe make it like a podcast or some shit. I recently bought myself a GoPro. You know, I think I want Someone did that. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Brendan Schaub or something, but they were doing it on scooters. Comedians on scooters. I think Joey Diaz was on one of them, like a pilot kind of thing about comedians just doing shit. That sounds horrible. Comedians on scooters. Those little, like you know, the lift scooters. Oh, the electric yeah, ones. Yeah. Okay, I feel that. But this one will be would definitely be different because we're going to be peddling, so it's one of those things we're going to have to like at least pace each other. But yeah. I don't know. I, I I'm not sure how. I got the GoPro. I got the bike. All I need to do is make it happen now. Do it. Just do that shit. Well, fuck. We're already twenty something minutes in, and we haven't talked about a goddamn thing. Let's go ahead and hop into yeah, some of the shits. Okay. Really quick, have you heard about this whole Bubba Wallace thing? Nigga, that on? was the first thing on my fucking list. And just, <laughs> and just so you guys uh, can actually see, I'm going to uh, share my screen really quick. Because that was crazy that that's what you were talking about. Doing. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That shit's too funny to me, bro. Boom. Like, yo, I, I respect the man so much, especially being like... The first and only fucking uh, black NASCAR driver. But it's like, what the fuck is that shit? So just so you guys see, like, this is my, my sticky notes. Bubba Wallace, Bubba news, Wallace intentional? Was no, yeah, you, you know what it was, right? It was, the, it was the handle to his garage door. Yeah. Now, okay, so so check this out. I'm, I'm going to cop a plea for old boy Bubba. I feel like it is... Not our duty, but I got to shoot my man some bail. How do I stop sharing this motherfucking sticky note? Uh... <laughs> I just feel like, because from what I understand, he wasn't the one that noticed it. It was one of, um, yes, yes. The garage mechanics. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is, this is what I'm, this is, this is just my spitball. This is just my theory. All right. No one fucking attack. Good old, you know, Billy Bordeaux. Now. <laughs> Here's what I think. I think you're right, because you said it. He didn't see it at first, but someone else did on his team. What I think was, it was already there. And like they said, it was there. When I was younger, 
I, you know, in Boy Scouts and other things, then my grandpa, like they taught me how to tie different types of knots and a noose was one of them, you know? And I always mm -hmm. thought it was funny. Like, it's kind of just like a noose. <laughs> like I know that it has origins, of course, tied to slavery, but the hangman's noose was before slavery. It's gonna be after slavery. Yeah. Niggas gonna hang themselves. So I just thought it was funny. And sometimes I would do it on like my sweatshirt on the ropes. I would turn them into little mini nooses and have it hanging with my shit. I know, trust me, I was a weird kid. I was a weird kid. So I can imagine someone being in that garage, having a, a you know, a pull tab that's really long and say, oh, fuck it, I'll tie it into a noose. Or even just having the noose, like, cause you can cinch it, like just having that, like, you know, it may have been a good knot, whatever. Exactly. And I think exactly. someone saw that and you never know, potentially, at that track per se um they know that that's like the noose garage you may even have a nickname and someone's like maybe assigned bubba to it that's the worst benefit like i can give it like some asshole mm -hmm. assign him the garage that all that previously has always had a noose in it you know mm -hmm. now if we go away from that the only second thing would be is like yo you're bubba wallace I'm your crew manager or whatever. I'm showing up at the lot and I'm like, oh shit, a fucking noose. Like, you know, I might just be like, yo, what the fuck? If I don't know, if I don't know, you know, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? That's my boy. That's yeah. my driver. I'm going to pitch a bitch fit to, to NASCAR. And NASCAR just jumped in front of it and did the right thing. And of course, Bubba, who's yeah. going to hear about that, be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, he's he's yeah, only exactly. going off of like the hearsay because I've seen the footage of them driving by it. It looks like a fucking noose. Like, but it's like off in the corner so it doesn't look too crazy and i'm just like okay like i think it's blown out of proportion but i'll say this like i was kind of hoping that it was real instead of it being like a jesse smoulette 2.0 but no 1.5 because like i said he didn't plan this shit yeah. but it's still a false narrative yeah it, it turned into that essentially my question and you, i feel like michael before you go before you go, my question to you now is with everything I said, do you think this may have actually helped NASCAR? No. Why people not? that are going to watch people that are going to watch NASCAR are already going to already watching NASCAR. People aren't going to start watching NASCAR before, because of this. All that's going to happen is that people that already thought NASCAR was stupid, they're just going to judge it even harsher without actually looking at what the sport of NASCAR is. I give a lot of respect to NASCAR drivers. That shit's hard. Anybody that that says different, they've never been in a car that's gone over 110 miles. I can guarantee you that. Facts. I'd explain to Dom why NASCAR is difficult and why it deserves respect. Um, Bro, I'll give you 200, yeah, 200 miles an hour for four hours. Locked up. And just, <laughs> in a hot-ass car. Trying, <laughs> you have to piss yourself. You have to shit yourself. And people are low-key crashing very hard around you. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. that's not for the fan of heart. Even for like people who are into cars and racing, it's it's not it's not for me for sure. I get scared like once I go past 120, I'm like, all right, I'm going fast. So that's what I have to say about that. So I actually uh, then I guess this is this will be a good topic because I'm actually on the opposite side of of where your stance is of where you think that only people that watch nascar are going to continue i think mm -hmm. that this is showing um a progressiveness in the sport because whether people want to admit it 
NASCAR actually has said that they want more black people to go to races and, and get involved with the sport, you know? True. And and true. and Very the things true. they were so proactive on this and like the whole again reissuing the fact that yo, we don't fuck with the Confederate flag, stop bringing that shit, like and just like showing that we support this black driver because we don't have many of them and just like really doing everything just right off of it and like seeming genuine, like they they did mm -hmm. all this before because they, they could have waited till the investigation was over before they actually said something but no they, they jumped mm -hmm. in front of it and they did the right thing to support their drivers mm -hmm. in the community and that whole like even though that pushing the car thing was kind of corny it still did show a good solidarity for the sport and maybe you'll have more people want to show support towards bubba who's a black driver and just by doing that alone mm -hmm. shines more light on the sport you know so i think it would have helped them because we know that there's no racist, like, like necessarily, kind of, maybe. Yeah, everybody's pretty, pretty evil. I, I am hoping that there is more black people that start getting into motorsports in general. I mean, even like one of the best F1 drivers right now, Lewis Hamilton, he's been killing the game for a minute. And like, it sucks that like you bring him up and like nobody knows him. And he's one of the greatest black drivers ever. Fucking even Bubba Wallace. The, first first black nascar guy i like these people kind of like he's need, technically I guess I not the first but he is like I the first in a long time there was another one i never knew that yeah he's a uh, he's an old school guy like i don't know the names but there was a guy he uh -huh. only got like uh, i think one win in like a few races but like there, there was someone before he was og though this is like back in like the 80s i think gotcha. or some shit gotcha uh but no, what it is it's uh, i would hope that more people like more black people do start like looking at at motorsports in general because it gets lonely out there sometimes you know what it is and you, uh fucking fellow blockhead jason if you're listening uh, i remember mm -hmm. he uh, he talked about it, like the same thing with firearms you know not too many black mm -hmm. people in it same thing with automotive sports uh I think the reason why we're not in those sports is because it's a it's an extracurricular activity that has way too much of a startup cost. You have to build a car to race. Even as a kid, if you're going to do go-karts or and then buying tires and then same thing like why there's not too many people black people that play hockey. It's a very expensive sport to play. But basketball mm -hmm. and football, all you need is the ball. And you Yeah, know, even like what dirt biking is another one that like a lot of black you don't see a lot of black people are like what there's but there's Bubba Stewart I believe his name I've like he known... was kicking ass okay you had dirt bikes right yeah outside of you the only other black person I knew that rode dirt bikes was Tenon oh yeah I forgot that, about, that was yeah, the yeah, only that's... other black person that I knew that actually like rode bikes and like would go out to that nigga had parents. a brick house mm -hmm. yeah so but again you know when you got money those types of toys and motorsports actually become an option what i think exactly black people are, are actually drifting towards is drifting think about it you know it's, it's funny it's i have seen a lot of technically i as far as like it goes with motorsports i the most black people that like i do meet were like they're into cars and whatnot and they do go to track days it was at drift events because all you need is a car that could do slides now and it doesn't as long as it as long as it could make it around and slide a few times you're gonna have a good time now i'm not a big fan of the uh 
YMB uh, Namir, I think his name is. I'm not a big fan of like of him. Now that nigga Corday, that motherfucker got bars. You know he spits. Yes, he but that Namir kid, he fucking he's been using his money. I think he bought an RX7 and he he's building a drift car, a 350. So like that's, and that's fucking dope. And that's what I'm saying. So hopefully you know another black person and then a celebrity at that and then he's bringing black kids into that drift yeah. world to want to drift too. Yeah. There's, I think it's T-Pain has a 240 SX. Yep. And it has the Pickle Rick paint job. Yeah, there's also uh, The weekend. He has himself a uh, 280ZX. And uh, I'm trying to think, who's the other one? I can't think of the other one right now. But yeah, they, like you're starting to see kind of like a slow rise of like JDM in like the hip hop community. It's not big, but it's there. Because I mean, up to, up till now, like most niggas was just riding around in like old school Chevys, and they turned them shits to the dunks and whatnot. Or it's or the exact opposite, like they're trying to be about the fly life of like a BMW, Benz, or you know, McLaren. Yeah, I, it's I, like- I'm so tired of that shit. I'm so tired of like brothers only going like, oh yeah, I got the Beamer. It's like, bro, there's other more fun more affordable options than that why are you going to get this car that you have Everyone to get has. on the lease and it breaks you you can't even afford it so you instantly have to like either give it back to the dealership or sell it it's like bro there's there's more out there than just european whips i you know it's like my father has you know his mercedes and you know my uncle rest in that peace. That nigga's big, though. BMW. Jeff, he has his Mercedes. What is it with black men and just wanting to own a Mercedes Benz? Like, I thought it was a Cadillac, but my dad did own a Cadillac. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Like, like is, it, is it is it Cadillacs and Benzes or an, or an old school? Because I would hey, rather have got a Corvette or a GTR instead of getting that Mercedes. Those are tried and true names. Mercedes Benz, BMWs. And when um, it comes to mainly the, mainly the black community, we're attracted to the brands that we trust, I guess would say. Which is kind of weird that Mercedes, Benz, and Beamer is part of that list because, like, I'm pretty sure like Hitler helped create those or some shit like that. So I don't, I don't know how we swung their way, but I think it mainly has to do with like the price point. You would have met you. Most people figure that if you're paying a lot of money for something, you're getting a good product. When, like, a lot of times that isn't always the case. I mean, with those cars, yeah, they are good cars. But, I mean, I've worked on a BMW before, and, like, they have, like, really weird niche parts. Like, if you break one of their grounding cables to the battery, it's it corroded and snapped. So then eventually, like, the car just lost all power to itself. I found that shit weird. It, it honestly it just seems like it's a really complex system but i i like the simplistic things and i just think that buying a brand new car to me isn't unique you know they mass produce no, them no. like i feel like more of these celebrities should be building cars that is a one of one to them instead of just trying to cop something that everyone has so that's why like, i think it's kind of like 
boring or when i hear rappers rap about cars and stuff except for currency because mm. currency is the only person to me in the rap game that seems to be really about it because he's actually doing custom mm -hmm. setups and low riders and getting different types of whips like he's not just buying exactly. something for the sake of buying it i'm tired of, of people rapping about ferraris and lamborghinis with the fucking rims that match the paint scheme and shit like that you know what i mean mm-hmm like, I don't know. Yeah. That's just where I'm at with that. <laughs> well, shit, you know. Diversify your cars, brothers. Well, I mean, shit. If uh, if we can get this second round of uh, the stimmy checks, then maybe we'll be able to to upgrade our cars. <laughs> Bro, I, I I actually was reading that supposedly we're supposed to get something very soon, like within the next couple weeks. Do you ever feel like? kind of like not guilt not bad or guilty but kind of like guilty that's like you're taking advantage like like i don't know I, I i know that it's like i've been working i probably shouldn't mm -hmm. get a stimmy check but i want one <laughs> like it just yeah. no, i've been working fuck all these motherfuckers that aren't working getting one like yo you guys just been sitting on your asses waiting for good old uncle sam to come to the rescue while all the while y'all over here can't do nothing but stop complaining about how shitty uncle sam is like fuck y'all <laughs> i want that stim check yeah. i fucking hate uncle sam but i still work for myself so i'm willing to fuck him over and take his money hmm. he ta he's taking enough money from me all right you know now i don't feel as bad i was just thinking you know like ah <laughs> man like i know i it's like it feels like i'm abusing the system but then at the same time like the system from 63 trillion dollars that's how much money is that they've lost that they've probably spilt on moon bases that's oh, our shit. money you, uh have you seen that show space force no not yet you know what it uh it's pretty good you know it's a slow build has some uh -huh. cringy and corny moments but uh it's it's not that bad and it kind of raises questions as to like like you said just now potentially having moon bases i i think we probably have moon bases already we have moon bases i i, I feel pretty confident about that and if we don't china does mm -hmm. and if china doesn't russia does you know what's funny about that show man? i actually heard that <laughs> now that they they own the name space force so whatever the space force was going to be called they oh the actual space force has to change their has to find a new name wow <laughs> they have to call it the outer space or just like <laughs> upper space force up up upper atmospheres uh, because anywhere you are name. you're occupying space we're <laughs> Well, isn't all space upper? Uh, I think so. The outer atmosphere. They just probably dropped the like, United States sport space force. United States space United. force. Yeah, USSF. Yeah, they're gonna totally steal that from me. You should put a patent on it and sell it to them. Well. As long as we have it on this podcast and this podcast gets released, then we have stake to that name. Like, yo, we started that shit. 
Uh, well, not from what you told me earlier today. Apparently, we're getting demonetized from all our shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, for all you blockheads out there, just just so you know, we I, th- I you know what? And I was gonna save this, but we we've been blacklisted. All of our monetization has been stripped. We have no longer access to monetize um, on all the major platforms now. I'm not sure if that came after the uh, that summit meeting that we had with all the guys, the meeting of minds, or if it's just been something that's been slowly building. But uh, we did it. I, I mean, I thought that was the, kind <laughs> of the point, you know, to eventually get you know bland, uh, banned and blocked. So. I guess yep. we ruffled some feathers and we've uh, stuck our necks out and yo, we did it. Finally got demonetized. They're, they're finally taking us seriously. Yes, they are. They are taking us seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, no, they, they shouldn't take us seriously. It's like we're the threat that's like, it's like we have a file on those guys. Like, <laughs> so you do know this guy we're, just we're... plays video games and watches anime all the time. <laughs> well, do you know they're outside our houses every day watching us? We each have an FBI agent. It's like, yo, what up, pimp? He said, you hungry? We kicking it inside and cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Want a beer, dog? Okay. So I got to ask. You've seen the whole, like, I'm not sure how to, like, describe it. So you know how, like, with 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 the BLM protest, they supposedly were one of the one of the results that came out of it is that they're like, yo, fucking somehow people weren't really passing corona during the protests. But do you see this dude thing that they've dropped where they were like the in Tulsa, Arizona for the Trump rally? They basically said like after that rally, like a bunch of people got coronavirus. I find it so funny my- how the numbers are fluctuating, so like that is what I want to ask you. I want to ask you, like, do you see what 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 do you what do you think of all these fluctuations of the numbers? Because I'm saying that we're barely going to be reaching 180,000 by the by the beginning of October, which to me still isn't an alarming number. I think we're right on course. You think we're right on course? Because, like, I don't know, like, I feel like we're still not, like, for as much chaos and confusion and how everybody has to stay safe and whatnot, I feel like the numbers aren't high, especially when you look comparatively at the people who get over it. Okay, so that is true. And, again, this is, I, and this is just my opinion. I think that's only been towards um, the people in contact. Like, I don't think we've hit a large number of people that are immunocompromised. I think those people have been in lockdown and taken it very seriously. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, my boss, he hasn't been in the office, really. Like, he may come in one day out of the week or two days, but everything he's doing is from remote because, you know, he has heart problems. Um mm. And a lot of other people at my office are still like that. But imagine the people that are taking the risk and saying, fuck it, like it is what it is because they don't believe that they're Mm -hmm. compromised. I think it's only been those that have gotten out like they've gotten it and gotten well because, you know, they're they're healthy people. And the ones that have died had 
uh, immuno, you know, they were immunocompromised, but they didn't know mm-hmm. it. So that's why they died. You know, they thought they were healthy. They, you know, that's why I've st- I'm still taking it serious because I know I'm an asthmatic at the end of the day. So this could very well mm-hmm. fuck my lungs up. So even though I am healthy, I do ride my bike and I do healthy activities. I'm still immunocompromised. Uh, so I'm still being very respectful of the quarantine and like I'm still like not trying mm-hmm. to do the most like Korean barbecue has been mm-hmm. open and I've been wanting to go back. But I just I don't want to take that risk just right now, like being in a in an area like that, super you know packed and tight space like I, I'm just I'm cool and I want to wait for the quality okay. to go back up. But I think that soon right now, because it's summertime, we got some good weather, everything's going cool. People are really being relaxed. I think what's going to happen is come winter time and the weather changes and it's going to hit a second wave. And that's where we're going to see a lot of deaths because people that maybe were asymptomatic are maybe it triggers in their body late. You know, DL Hughley mm-hmm. just uh, passed out on stage doing uh, doing comedy because he was dehydrated and de- being dehydrated is a symptom of covid apparently so you know he probably and he said on a i think vlad tv or something saying that he was um asymptomatic so he thought he was good he's out here doing shows and yet he passes out on stage no i, I hope he gets a speedy recovery and that he's well but you know i just hope that he's not as reckless anymore and just realizing you know, like because we need ogs like that in the game to stay stay around and stay healthy you know like but at the same mm-hmm. time, you got to scratch that itch and you got a family to feed. True. True that. Yeah. Huh. That's an interesting take. People who are immuno. No, I believe I wasn't alive. I know, but of course you weren't. But the Spanish flu, the Spanish flu popped off in, mm-hmm. in uh, 1919 and then it started killing mm-hmm. in 1920. So we're catching mm-hmm. this crazy epidemic in at the tail end of, you know, 2019, but really it's a 2020 mm-hmm. thing, you know, mm-hmm. and then we're being relaxed and it's still spreading and spreading and spreading that 2021, that could be the big shit kicker. Cause we're all going to be thinking like, Oh, 2021, we can't wait to be done with this 2020 shit. Fuck 2020. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. You thought, hey, hold my beer. 2020. I'm about to fuck these niggas raw dog. <laughs> I feel because sick. I, I, I do believe like in the winter, it's very possible a lot of people are going to get way more sick then because even now that you're mentioning it, a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, yeah, I always get the flu in the winter. And I mean, that's that's going to be a clear case for like probably when shit will pop off again. Hmm. It, it yeah, was- I know like at my work, I've already had like four four people just got it. I know for a fact that me personally, um, my asthma gets bad in the winter. And that's why mm. I'm more because like when I go from hot rooms to cold rooms and cold rooms to hot rooms, it really fucks with my sinuses and it'll make my shit just start to drip and get all like, you know, like congested or like leaky. And it just it's always been like mm. that, just that hot and cold climate. So I can only imagine how my immune system may be affected going on. And something that's crazy mm. is with all this going on, no one's talking about how to strengthen your immune system. How come we're not talking about the proper vitamins and things to do to make sure that you're keeping your immune system strengthened? You know, granted, we I don't know take people know that. Shit. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, of course. You know, in our age, we should know that by now. You know, take some vitamin yeah, A, some B12, some vitamin C's, you know, 
Um, but what about people that don't know? Like, there's still some people out there that think soda is healthy as long as you drink diet. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That's that's painful to think about. But yeah, that is an important part of this. Like, that's why it's important to like eat. Like, I I I had, you know, Moncal. Yeah. Blockhead. One of the one of the one of the blockheads that comes on. Fucking. He recently was saying he, last night he was saying he stopped feeling good, and then like his whole like he was like talking about like oh yeah I'm gonna go get like a burger from Burger King when it's like bro don't eat that shit like get yourself a salad and some fish or some shit boost your immune system eat some fruits and vegetables. I mean I know my Kyle, but I don't know him like you know him. I mean for some people, what if it's like like a withdrawal it's like he was feeling good he wasn't feeling good because he hadn't had something bad in a long time like i know like some like i'm not as bad as like you know lamb or something like because he was saying how if he doesn't have coffee he'll get headaches like i used to be that bad but not anymore but like when i used to drink like 12 cups a day that shit was like yo if i didn't drink coffee that day i have a headache and then once you drink it it goes away it's like it's that addiction and i feel like fast food can be the same way and that's why like I, when I go on benders and I'm just eating like shit for the weekend and then like on that like last day it's like my stomach's like oh like just like a bad stomach ache when I eat try, try to like oh a salad would feel good right now and it's like no this isn't what you want you want something else it's like nope salad is all you're gonna get and then I'll have the shits for like about a day and a half and then I'm back to normal you gotta dump everything out yep this 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 podcast episode is is heavy on the shits today. Heavy on the shits. All right, so this is this might be a little bit of TMI, but I feel like as a man, you may experience this. Have you ever had the urge to shit? Like you get you got the feeling to shit in your stomach where it's like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. It's gonna be liquid. It's gonna shoot out like a fucking river, not a machine gun. And but then you're like, no. Or it's like maybe someone's in the bathroom. You had to hold it in, and it's like you're thinking solidify solidify okay it's it's a solid poop now i can hold it for a few hours like and then you go about your shit like without just doing what you were doing yeah we're like it's so bad we're like you have to stop walking or moving and doing anything and like you just have to focus and you're like one of your legs may start shaking and like you kind of get like you kind of start getting like a a sweaty ass cheeks i would say it is because you're just kind of like focusing on like not letting it just leak down leak down your oh, leg i got a perfect question for you because this actually was a conversation that came up yesterday could you shit yourself standing up yeah you can you're not supposed to but yeah you totally can i shit myself standing up when i was a kid one time okay i was holding my shit and i couldn't hold it anymore okay now, and it just it just came out now now this is this is where the question keeps <laughs> extending now do you think you'd be able to shit yourself as a kid and then continue playing as if you didn't shit yourself? Uh no, I definitely cried. <laughs> I was I was so mad. Would you would, had, you, would you be able to, to argue with your mother saying everything's all right? I can play an extra 20 minutes when you have an underwear load full of shit. And you know the kids wear like tidy whities so it like it keeps it in there. It's not like when you wear boxes where it might fall out the sides. It's just it's in there. Do you think you'd be able to not smell it? Uh, 
No, honestly, I, I'm not sure what kind of kid you were, but like, if that was me, I would take those underwear off, throw them away, and then like resume playing at that point. I definitely want a shower. How far am I from a shower? I'd at least use the water. I'd use a water hose or a water faucet, a sink. I would find some sort of water to clean myself off a little bit. I remember once when I was a kid, and it was at that age where it was like you're not supposed to be pooping your pants. Like you're supposed to be potty trained. And <laughs> I remember like I had to use a bathroom, anyway, and, 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 and a little nugget popped out, and I was so afraid and didn't know what to do. So like. I hit it, <laughs> but you could clearly oh, like yeah. you could clearly smell it. I just couldn't get away to like go. I was like, oh, it was wrapped up, and it was like in my room. <laughs> and my dad came in. He's like, what? Where's that shit? And I was like, I, I, I don't know. And then he, he made me like point it out. And then I was like, oh shit, I, I, I caught that shit myself. But even then, like uh, that's what I'm saying. As a kid, like I've always known that that's a bad thing once you get to a certain age, but. Man, like my sister's friend, I guess her kid, and I don't know, maybe he might have a disability, so I'm not gonna rag on him too hard, or maybe he's just a kid they don't know better. But this nigga's been shit in his pants like a lot, like they really say where it's, How like, old it's like a lot. Like I think he's like five or six. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, it's but, okay to have skid marks, but not just straight no, taking on. a dump and, on and yourself. Again, yeah, like, just like no, I can, can I can still play. But you shit yourself. Like, <laughs> he's like, and then he's like, "Oh, I did. I, I, maybe his farts are too loose. I don't. <laughs> How does he not know he shit himself? Dude, that's a mystery of the world. And like, I, because I, I mean, my thing is this, and also I think this is something that a lot of people can agree upon. If you're having a conversation on speakerphone, I have all the right in the world to listen to your conversation and also openly comment on your conversation." And yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I especially if you can clearly hear. Yeah, if I can like you're I mean, why don't you just put the phone up to your that's another side rant, I'm not gonna get into it, but basically I was commenting on it and I was asking a lot of questions and I was not getting the answers that I needed. I was very like ups I kinda let that conversation upset and a little bit angry, like why aren't you parenting? Why aren't you doing this? <laughs> Why are you allowed? Like, this boy's going to go to elementary school or kindergarten and be the kid who shits himself. Yeah, honestly, I think if I was doing that, like, the first time my parents would be like, oh, you can't do that. Don't you understand? Maybe, like, the first two or three times. And after that, they're going to be like, why, why are you keep shitting yourself? This is a problem. And then definitely by the fifth time, I'm getting a spanking yes. for shitting myself again. Every time after the fifth time, I'm getting a spanking for shitting myself. You sh you, I mean, because it's like, yo, why do you keep shitting yourself? Like, that's the maybe that shows how bad my parents were. They just, but they just hit me when they wanted to teach me something. Would you go to a like, specialist though, or something? Like, honestly, all right. So I had a cousin. There's another true story. Fucking, he used to suck his thumb. All right, really bad. My dad, of course, didn't want him to get buck teeth. And on one of our uh, camping trips, we went to a cabin, and. He was still sucking his thumb. So while he was sleeping, we poured hot sauce all over his thumb. Motherfucker just licked it all off like it was nothing. My dad woke this nigga up by like shaking him like, wake up, wake up. He's like, like stop sucking your thumb. He's like, he's like, if you suck your thumb one more time, I'm going to take a fat ass shit. And my dad was known at this time to take the most foul shits. Like he takes a shit literally 25, 35 minutes. You got to wait. He's like, I'm going to take the fattest <laughs> shit and I'm going to dip your whole fucking thumb in that fucking shit. And then he's just like, he got so scared. Like, we would fuck with him. Like, like they'd be like, Uncle Paul, fucking 
It's like, like, like Christian should be fucking sucking his thumb. And be like, like they were just like, ah. He'd be like, no, I wasn't sucking my thumb. Don't. Like my dad was, he was not playing that shit. Like he's like, you're, you're a yeah. boy. You can't be sucking your thumb. People gonna want to put other things in your mouth. Like we we're like, what? Like, <laughs> as a little kid, my dad, I remember my dad and uncle used to say so much. Can you explain that? But as a, you know, when you're like third grade, you're not think like what? Yeah. Like, you, yeah. They were just saying some real manly what? shit around kids. They probably shouldn't. Like, what are we talking about? Put other things in your mouth. <laughs> what does he mean by that? Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of those those grown folk things where, like, you didn't say anything bad, but you said something really bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Ain't that's that how I true. talk to kids. <clears throat> yeah, I accidentally spray farted myself on Monday. I had like I just I had to I had to I I just started my break and I just got out to my car and it was one of those leaky shit situations where I was holding it and holding it and holding it and then it went away and I just kind of had to fart and like I just kind of farted and it leaked a little bit just a little whoa. and I was like damn and I had to go home. <laughs> Bro, that sounds like you shit yourself. That's not that's not a shirt. I feel like that's a genuine like nah. You just no nah, no. Nah, it wasn't a shit. It was, it was just wetness. It was wetness. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is a pretty gnarly fart though. Woo! That's a that's a hell of a story. That's a hell of a story. Yeah, actually, yeah. and that was honestly, I haven't shit myself since I was a child. Like I can say that wholeheartedly without a doubt. I have not shit myself. Like I've had instances Maybe. where it's like I was right there on the cusp. Like if I uh, just like like literally pants down, ba- barely past my ankle, midway down, haven't even touched the toilet yet, and it just the shit comes out. Like luckily nothing got uh, on the bro. toilet seat. I remember one time I shot it myself while I was eating some pussy. That was real awkward. I don't even know how it slipped out. I was just munching away, and then like I had to slip away real quick. And oh. she 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 knew though, like she was like, "Dude, did you did you shit yourself?" And I was like, "No, nah, I shard it." Oh, that's even worse. Oh, you know it's funny because like I there's been times where it's like, and I'll, I'll probably have to tell uh, tell people not to listen to this episode just for for <laughs> history, but you know with people where it's like, damn, like I really have to fart, and I, like that's gonna kill the mood because it's gonna be bad. It's not even gonna be like a just a loud with no smell. It's gonna be like no, this, gonna, <laughs> this will fuck the room up. Like, and, and you just have to hold it where it's like sex is no longer even enjoyable. It's just like oh, oh my stomach hurts so bad. Like I will have, I do have to admit, like the post nut fart. It's probably one of the best farts because that's when sex is done. And then like you just fart and then like even she has to laugh. She's like, OK, that's kind of funny. <laughs> to be honest, though, it's like. Have you ever came so hard you almost shit yourself? No, 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 yeah. no, I have not. Yeah, been on, been on that <laughs> receiving end where it was just like it, t- it took everything in my mind to not shit myself. But then at the same time, I thought about it and I was like. Fuck! If I would have shit myself while coming, that would have been such a pure moment of ecstasy. Like there is no greater feeling in the world than pushing out a nice fat piece of fucking shit on a toilet. And I, I will, I will live and die by that. You can talk about your own personal orgasm when you take a really nice shit. Mm, it's like, it's like, mm, it's like art. 
natural art. But then to add coming on top of it, you gonna bust a nut? <laughs> I understand what a bumpkin is. I understand why, cause I never thought like, why would you want to? Why would you ever want to get your dick sucked while taking a shit? I get it now. So you time you time your nut with the shit coming out. No, it's not about the timing. It's about, it's about have you ever came so hard your bowels almost released? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about like holy <laughs> shit. Oh. <laughs> For some reason, I can't get the image of a giant turd with jizz on it out of my head now. It's kind, it's kind of making me angry. I don't want to see that image. Well, now you got the image, and to be honest, that's uh, that that I uh, I realize that I that's something you can't do with someone you love. A bumpkin. Or yeah. just <laughs> shitting yourself it's while just, you're busting. Because that's a, that's a level of embarrassment that will. Because think about it. Do you think she's ever gonna want to suck your dick again after you just <laughs> shit yourself? Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, just imagine that. Like, that's that sounds like a kink. You find that with somebody else that has that kink. Imagine just have a load in your mouth and then just fucking shit everywhere. Like it's gonna come out as a spray. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Ah, uh, ah! Uh, it's like that that video I showed you earlier about the guy shitting out his balls. Yeah, that looked weird. I didn't. That was that so dude, weird. I didn't understand that one. Yeah, <laughs> I find shit like that funny. Like some people are like, oh, that's just so gay. But I remember I saw this one where like this dude was like, it was like a quick gif, and like he was laying down on the couch. And he was tugging on his dick, and then he just blasted himself in the face. It was that like was a quick, weird. it was a quick two-second like gif, but it was so fucking funny. I couldn't stop watching it because he's just literally, wow. Yeah, Tom Segura posted that video on Twitter, and I was like, oh my god, that's why. That's honestly kind of why Twitter is better than uh, Instagram because there's no rules. Like you can post uh, what the fuck ever, and you know, like, <laughs> holy shit. Isn't that where uh, that one guy's picture started uh, floating around? Who? I forgot his name. The big black guy with the big black Yes, cock. that is exactly how it started getting passed around. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter. And then it went to text messages. Ooh. Well, shit. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I kind of wanted to bring this up, too, since we're on the same topic. Not really the same topic. This is actually the exact opposite, but it... It involves, I guess, the same industry, child trafficking. Mm. Did you hear about the uh, Milwaukee uh, neighborhood that uh, found those yes. missing girls? Yes, there's four missing girls. They they started off looking for two, but they found four. Uh, honestly, that uh, I, I really wanted to bring this up because this is exactly what community policing can potentially be if structured a little bit better. You know, we don't need the mob mentality, but definitely that was some real shit that happened. Like, and they burnt that fucking house down. And according to what I've been reading, the, you know, the police department wasn't really taking it as serious as they should. They weren't really yes. acting on it. And it took a neighborhood to go ahead and do something in order to get those mm -hmm. girls back home. Like, exactly. And it just kind of shows the power of the internet, too, because there is so much video footage going around. It was all over Twitter. That's how I found out about it. And just like, I'm really starting to learn that as toxic as Twitter is, 
it, mm-hmm. I actually do now fuck with Twitter a little bit more. And as long as they don't try to keep blocking people and restricting speech, like it is a pretty good platform. Like it actually mm-hmm. is really good. And I used to talk a lot of shit on Twitter because I thought it was kind of dumb. But as far as just for getting quick news updates and just like finding out about news stories, <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah, Twitter is still that one that I, I haven't really fucked with. I still don't understand it, but uh, shout out to Pants Off, <laughs> Pants Off Slip and Slide. He'd be, he'd be staying on there sending me shit. Adam be on there sending oh, pa- me shit. Pants Off Slip and Slide is there? Yeah. Pants Off Slip and Slide's OG. It's a real one. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> one, of the, one of the originals. Yep, he's one of the OG blockheads. Fuck. All right, so now... Yeah. I want to ask you something uh-huh. as I go answer this door really fast. Now, would you consider yourself a fan of emo music? If not, then why? Or if so, if why? not, if if so, then why? Yeah. Um, I you, mean, or, or do you even think you're a fan of emo music? I mean, I'm. I don't mind emo music. Yeah, I definitely don't mind emo music, especially because, like, I, I guess it kind of, kind of growing up, I always kind of felt like an emo kid a little bit, but, like, I don't know, I was in the Fallout Boy and, um, really f- Panic at the Disco. Not, like, a big fan or anything. So I definitely, like, I don't know, I never, I, that's, that's a confusing one. Because, like, I wouldn't call myself a fan, but at the same time, I don't not I don't hate the music, and the the chick I'm dating right now, like she's actually a big emo fan, or was a big emo fan. So like she'd be like blasting some band. Honestly, like it's not horrible. I've definitely heard other styles of music that I like less. Well, Why, where where did I, that come from? Because like. Uh, during the week, I kind of found out that I'm a fan of emo music. I really didn't think I was because I didn't really know the genre, but I knew certain uh-huh. bands at that time that I would listen to. Like, and I was talking about their singles. I actually listened to like the album and just like it was a part of the mm-hmm. you know the repertoire. Like, uh, yeah, uh, Mayday Parade, Mayday Parade, or even May- a Chemical Romance. Chemi- my Chemical, my Chemical Romance. Romance is the definitely used. emo band. The used, yeah, the used. Simple plan. Uh, simple plan. I can't think of that band right now. Taking Back Sunday. Oh my God, I forgot about Taking Back Sunday. Oh my, I'm just realizing what that name is. Taking Back Sunday. Yellow Card. I wasn't a fan of Yellow Card. Yeah, I fucked with some of the songs. Well, that one, their main, their first CD, I think, or the first like mainstream one that went big. Hawthorne Heights. Good Charlotte, apparently. Oh, yeah, I forgot Good Charlotte, yeah. Simple Plan. Jesus Christ, these are, like, band names that, like, I haven't thought of I know, in but, fucking but, years. But you probably fuck with the music. All right, uh, Jimmy Eat World. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the fucking... Two, two, some other bands I mentioned was uh, Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco. I was going to name those two. Uh, you know, Blink-182 yeah. is actually considered to be in that somewhat emo genre. Yeah, I was going to say them, but I think they're supposed to be punk, but they're like a really like mainstream poppy punk. Same with uh, Green Day. Paramore. Oh, Paramore. Yeah, isn't that 
isn't that uh what's that girl's name admiral 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 davine levine i don't i don't like to say i'm again like i'm not the biggest fan but and that's a strong word because fan is short for fanatic but hey like i i would hear a lot of people talking shit on emo kids and emo music but it's like come to think of it i actually like emo music something that's like <laughs> weird to think about yeah it was <laughs> was like i was like it wasn't my favorite music but like i definitely fucked with it because i always liked rock especially like metal and shit like that but like that wasn't nothing like metal but like i don't know guitars and drums and shit like that yeah <laughs> have you been fucking with any of these of these little new niggas like what? i just i just found out who little baby is oh yeah the perks be fucking little baby up <laughs> I, oh you can hear it in his voice yeah you can hear it in that in his voice like but i don't know i was like actually listening to it it's like newer rap and like i haven't found like a lot of new artists that like i'm like oh this guy's cool but like i was listening to his shit that's like oh i actually fuck with that you know what and this is something that i hope some of our listeners kind of give us feedback on just so they can keep the conversation going um given our current climate given what's going on why do we still in the hip-hop community support bullshit what kind of bullshit you talking about like i was having a conversation the other day with someone at work we were talking about hip-hop and how i'm kind of not with a lot of the bullshit because i feel like if we follow the history of rap rap should have been able to change our community's mindset a long time ago like when mm -hmm. hip-hop first started it was really entertaining you know hip hop hippity hippity hip hip hop you don't stop rocking then you had the public enemies and people standing up and mm -hmm. trying to actually do shit you had the reality mm -hmm. rap which was now then coined gangster rap you know with easy ease ice cubes mm -hmm. and we've always said you know we're just they're rapping about their environment and their community and everything they rap about their environment and community is shit it's the worst part of the community robbing niggas stealing killing all of that stuff so if that's the case why do we continue to uh, to support that style of hip-hop why don't i mean i get it like but you know why is it that we aren't policing our own neighborhoods like that milwaukee place we know there's a trap house well fuck it why do we want drugs being pushed in our neighborhood why don't we fucking call the cops on the crack houses on the trap houses you know like <clears throat> that's what i'm trying to say and like we're glorifying rappers that all they rap about mm -hmm. is the perks they take or the drugs they sold or the niggas they killed and the ops they're killing but we don't support rappers that actually are preaching and pushing a conscious message or you know try to put them in the forefront talking about doing positivity even like when you think about it the ringtone rap era was better than this drug shit that we're pushing now mm -hmm. like at least they're talking about doing creative dances and having fun and being at the party and being the coolest guy same with the jerkin era and shit so my thing everybody is like, wants yeah to be a wannabe killer like why like, like this kid young nba young boy like this kid's a fucking uh -huh. like in my mind like the way he talks he just sounds unintelligent and just like mm -hmm. the way he moves is super reckless like his house got robbed jay prince basically got his shit back and he tries to like 
play the tough guy and act ignorant and then realizing that yo you got someone that's looking out for you and that you know that's a man with power like when they say yo like mm -hmm. someone can rob you but if someone tells you hey you robbed the wrong person give that shit back and they're like yo my bad i fucked up like yeah. that's that's respect and he just tried to flip it on some instagram goofy shit trying to act like he's talking shit to jay prince and all this and it's like i feel like why would we even promote someone like that someone with such an ill character like your music's not even that mm -hmm. good like there's way better rappers out there like uh just for example like bill and park that's like a real to me hip-hop mm -hmm. group you know some people that are rapping yeah. about their reality but promoting a bigger message of positivity you know like the j coles of the world you know uh mm -hmm. fucking who else like phony people or fucking what's his what's some guy's name uh they did the whole spillage village album and embarrassing people uh earth gang oh, like shit like that you know earth gang flatbush kendrick all these people i feel like a lot of part of it has to be because of the youth a lot of people who like these new guys are like kids 18 to 21 maybe even 24 in some cases and like a lot of them aren't even like black kids a lot of them are white kids and shit that think like that's what's cool until they have their caucasian renovation and then they realize it's like everybody want to be a nigga but nobody want to be a nigga <laughs> exactly like, but i think it kind of also stems from the the culture you know one of these investment groups vanguard <laughs> has ties with the music industry especially hip-hop but vanguard is also closely tied to the prison population so if you brainwash the youth to think that selling drugs can get you out or potentially add stock to your rap career and get you money through that mm -hmm. you know going through the hardship to potentially get a bag later you know no odds are you're gonna end up dead or in jail so when they go to jail they end up profiting from it or if they end up becoming mm -hmm. a famous rapper they get to profit from it you know so it's yeah. kind of like that that's they the thing i think about they have a double investment either way they're making money off of it yeah that's the fucked up part and that's the part that these kids aren't gonna know or understand you you mentioned industrial prison complex to somebody that's in high school or even uh a, a, like a, a freshman in college they're not really going to understand what the fuck you're talking about they're going like get out of here nerd okay grandpa but i feel like that culture is changing i feel like we grew up in the culture where it was uncool to be smart and it was cooler to be looked at as kind of an airhead or someone who's a little bit spaced out or someone who's just like more zenish. Now it's like, Nigga, no, these no. kids are popping Zans and eating Tide Pods. They still stupid as fuck. They're still about their stupid shit. But they still had the wherewithal to buy and to read, uh, to preserve a shitload of Trump, you know, uh, rally tickets so that the turnout would be low. You know, so they're not as dumb as they as we think they are. I think I, I me personally, I think we don't give the Gen Zs enough credit. You know, I, I think that they are a little bit immature. They still don't. They're not there yet because we were all in that age group. But I think that they have a better grasp on technology and how we are also programmed by social media because that's all they know so they kind of look at that way more closely and in depth like at the numbers mm -hmm. 
like me and you we don't give a fuck about social media like that like even our instagram page like i, I run it but i'm not like posting every day i just if i see mm -hmm. something that's why i'm more active on the storyline for all you blockheads that are active on the instagram page i'm more active on the storyline because i can post something quick i don't have to go make mm -hmm. a post edit a video together to compile some it's shit to try. Just, i can just put out something and just keep it pushing and then when i really want to put something on the post that actually i'm trying to you know create a message or you know put some shit together it it, it, it flows but fuck uh, man definitely. like i know kids I, that just know I how to use this shit. shit yeah there's definitely like it's very common to come across kids that have like easy like 1000 followers mm -hmm. where it's like i'm over here struggling i barely i'm like barely hitting like 400 and, and that's using that's your personal page yeah exactly so Fucking it's one of those things where i told you you got to create a new page knowing i did create a new page yeah but i've seen your page a lot of your page has like followers of people that i know personally you got to get them no, new fans no look at that shit it's all comedians which page are you talking about it's tim red hose which you guys could follow me on Instagram and pretty much all social medias. And coming to you soon will be Twitter. Yeah, you definitely need to hop on that Twitter. Let's see. That's something I've never really done. Let's see. Uh, so I don't yeah. even like. L I only add people that L I know when. L7, when they, when they DJ, J Quaylar. Johnny, Dom, Miguel, Julian. We got. Let's see. Oh shit! Looks like you do have a little bit of follow. Oh, Daniel Bertrigo. Yeah. Well, when I go down the list, I'm sorry. I don't want to keep dropping everyone's names, but I'm seeing a lot of followers, mm -hmm. but of people that you already know. You, that's you cross. You cross promoted through your old Instagram. No, I didn't. I'm that mode on. People just followed. It's Tim Redhover, like, and then they just followed me back. And then once they followed me, then, like, I followed them back. I'm not going to be like, oh, just because I know you, I'm not going to follow you. It's like, oh, fuck it. A follow for a follow, Doug. Oh, I have to look at the page. Like, if you're a private, to be honest, and just for the blockheads that are out there listening, if your page is private, I'm not going to follow back. Because I don't know if you're a troll account or if you're just like, you know, some bullshit. If you do actually DM, then I'm more likely to follow back. But if it's if it's like a personal page, like, and you're not active, like you're just posting your dog or like like a, a random ass thing, it's like I'm not gonna follow for that because I don't I, I'm not gonna even see that in my timeline. You know, because I follow like a lot of hashtags and just like people. But when it comes down to like other pages that's different you know yeah i, I keep art, artists i'll follow other artists so if i see like you're another podcast page or if you're a comedian i usually follow the comedians back mm -hmm. i've been getting um i got i've gotten a couple offers to join the illuminati now i've gotten a few of those yeah it's kind of weird it's like well, who the fuck do you think i am no i'm not going to give you money that and people keep asking me if i want to buy weed off them I, that one's weird. I've gotten a few I from Australia. To, yeah, I really want to take up those weed offers because it would be nice if I start getting free weed from somebody. But at the same time, I'm not sure about the legality aspect of it. And that's the part that really startles me. 
Yeah, I'd have to get it sent to like a P.O. box or something. Can't stop doing that. I should put that down. Alright. Um, shit. Oh, fuck. It's already past seven. Uh, how long have we been doing this for? Uh, let's see. Where, where are they? At least about an hour? hour 30 in. Okay, for sure. I need to get out of here. I gotta go hit up Baja's. It's uh, opening up tonight. And uh, I need to bless that stage with my presence. Okay. Oh, and really quick, anyone that happens to listen to this, Saturday, June 27th, come out to Mezcal Lounge in Riverside. It's going to be, uh, I forgot what the show's called, but it's free. And uh, it's going to be presented by, I'm pretty sure it's Julio G. I think it's Julio G. Oh, the Julio G. Yeah, it's it's a Julio Gonzalez. I think it's, I've been told that it's Julio G, but I'm not sure about that. So, but yeah, fucking come check it out. If you're, if you have anything to do or if you don't have anything to do, I don't care. Ditch your friends, come hang out with us. It's going to be a hoot. All right, well then on that note, let's go ahead and wrap this episode of the Block is Hot podcast up. We will be back. We're going to be starting our, our back to our normal uh, recording schedule, what, Tuesdays so we can release on Wednesdays? next week yes all right then so we'll be uh heading on so, doing that uh, again i'm your host famous famous aka mr identified aka billy bordeaux and everything in between those titties good night y'all <laughs> good night motherfuckers <laughs>
Hopping in BMs and proud of mockers and shit. They never had a pot to piss in. Body Porsche on Cavalli dishes. On my hollering in the drop Porsche. While in my loaf is crocodile style. And I be having great visions. You can tell by the way I whip it. You getting money, then the haters with it. It ain't dry, told them, wait a minute. Praise Pope for the way I did it. I swear Paris will be prayed for. I'm release all flight to the ankles. I'm in the places that you can't go. Don't see me go in the same road. I swear Paris will be prayed for. I need Casablanca by the case.